Welcome to Invest Stories, a podcast about real stories, real estate, and taking real action. Join hosts John Cooper and Kyle Robertson as they talk investing, mindset, and taking that first step. We all have a story. What's yours? The Invest Stories Podcast. Welcome to the Investories Podcast. I am your host, John Hooper, and thank you for tuning in, joining us, clicking a link, whatever, however you got here, thank you. Um, Kyle is not here. Um, I also didn't do a booyah, so booyah. Um, Kyle is not here. Kyle is still on the world's longest vacation. I uh, hope you're enjoying yourself, Kyle, and listening. And um, it means I've got free reign. I've got the keys to the kingdom, and uh, it's a slightly different episode today. Stick with it. Uh, we've got Brody Whitney uh, of the Purpose Quest, of Jason Dree's coaching, uh, of kind of the, the Tim Robbins route into into performance coaching, and um, he presents a really cool mindset about um, well, essentially how to shift your mindset, how to apply coaching techniques to um, kind of realign who you are, what you want to do, your purpose. Uh, maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're not stuck. Maybe you're at that stage where you, you're not quite sure what's next, um, either in your in career, in your investing journey, or if that's one and the same. Um, Brody's got some really good insight into kind of how we are and how we how we operate in our nature and um, how to kind of tap into the subconscious piece. Uh, there's a lot around um, the kind of wooey stuff that I probably would have said four years ago, meditating, um, finding alignment, finding purpose. Uh, but I, I really like the content of, of this conversation, and I hope that's something um, we can explore further together. And I hope it's something that gives you value. And uh, if you if you do have any questions, please do reach out to us, investoriespodcast at gmail.com, and say hi and say whether you like the content or didn't like the content. And if you're watching on YouTube, please click the like and subscribe um, buttons and uh, you know, give us a boost. We're, we're trying to monetize. Um, we want to grow. We want to get to as many people as possible. And just by liking a video, you can help share that video. Uh, and uh, also connect with us on uh, Instagram, Investories Pod at um, no, sorry, Investories Pod on Instagram, and you can uh, you can connect with us and, and come and have a conversation. I know I'm terrible at the social. I will try and get better. Uh, the more likes, the more followers we get, the more that pokes me with a big stick to uh, to actually do that um so anyway enough enough chit chat um please do uh feel free to to reach out and give us feedback on whether you like this episode whether you like this kind of episode and without further ado here's uh brody welcome to investories brody whitney hi brody hey john good to see you my man how you doing good i feel like i know you brody I feel like we've chatted before. <laughs> so, so Brody is my coach, and he's—we're um, going to get into all of that, right, Brody? Uh, coaching, what it is, what it isn't. I want to talk myths. I want to talk alignment, and get into all of that. First of all, can you give us the kind of the high level, your kind of route into into coaching, getting into the industry, and, and becoming that master coach, that kind of stuff? Absolutely. I mean, I've been coaching for 15 years, uh, done over 12,000 sessions. And um, to me, this is all around this idea of finding and aligning with your purpose. Um, and coaching has become a big part of my purpose uh, and my mission, 
literally my mission is to help a million people find and align with their purpose. So it's not just a job, it's, you know, and, and to me, coaching is a vehicle for transformation and, you know, the work that we do, there's a reason you're here doing this podcast and <laughs> you're able to deliver such great content is number one, it's in you, right? We all have this greatness within us and coaching is a really powerful vehicle to help bring that out in, in the real life. So that's been a little bit of my journey. Yeah. What, so what were you doing before you were a coach? Oh my gosh. I've changed so much over the years. Um, <laughs> That's good. I used, yeah. I used to be this hippie living in, in a teepee in the woods, trying to find himself on the side of a mountain. <laughs> and um, that led me to having a family and building our own little suite. I built a circular straw bale home that we lived in. It was kind of like a little nest. Like a year. And no, not like we, a year. Yeah, that's like cool. a year, yeah, but yeah. one that can last through the winter and keep you warm. And wow. uh, raising a family, and then that led me to once I built that home, we we're like, okay, well, we need furniture. And surrounded <laughs> by forest and having the tools, I started building furniture, and that became uh, a business for me for almost a decade. Uh, wow. And so that's what I was doing. I was building custom furniture before I discovered life coaching. So wait, I want to I want to focus on that. That's fascinating. I'm I am self proclaimed the least practical man on the face of the <laughs> earth. Um, what? So what, did you sell? Did you teach yourself to build furniture, or how did that? How did that happen? Yeah, both my dads were carpenters and drummers, and um, <laughs> so you know I I'd work on the job site with my dad and 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 being uh, you know grew up being raised by my stepdad mainly, you know he. I'd be on the job site with him, learning, doing the laboring, and just being part of that world. So I kind of had this idea that you could take these tools, take these hands, and build what you wanted and needed. And then I just got really, you know, combining that with living a very simple lifestyle, off-grid, surrounded by trees, which are made of what? They're made of wood, right? <laughs> It didn't take long for me to compute that I could build my own furniture. Wow. And build it on a budget. And so I started building the sort of natural rustic log and twig furniture to match my circular log and twig home <laughs> that I built. And um, and then I got my first, actually my first piece of furniture ever, I built with my Swiss army knife. That's it. Wow. And I, I said to myself, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to build all my furniture just with a Swiss Army knife. Um, but by the end of that that bench, my hand was so sore. I was like, I think I need some tools here. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe some, some help. But what, I want to focus on something there because that's really interesting. I built some furniture. I enjoyed the process. I saw a business. That yeah. last bit, I saw a business. That's not everyone. No, not everyone thinks like that, right? Yeah. Was that definitely. just was that just to provide for the family, or was it that inner fulfillment piece as well? A lot of people, because I do a lot of work with helping people align with their purpose. A lot of people don't think about their purpose until they have the money piece sorted out, and that's a priority for most people. For me, I don't care about money unless I'm living unless i'm fulfilling my purpose to me that's the priority nothing else matters unless i'm living that purpose and so it was literally one day uh going to visit my parents and my mom had a 
rustic furniture book on the coffee table. I opened this thing up. I just, I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen anything like it. And 10 minutes later, I was up on the side of the mountain harvesting wood to start building. <laughs> with, that, with that Swiss Army knife or had you upgraded your... Uh... No, I think fun. I probably grabbed one of my dad's saws or something <laughs> and cut it up into the wood. But um, I think it's really, I'm a big fan of finding what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And if you can combine what you're passionate about with your livelihood, I just think it's a great combination. So for me, this was like, hey, I love doing this and I'd love to do this for a living. Mm-hmm. Right, because there's only so much furniture you need, <laughs> <laughs> and so I started building uh, for other people. Started doing some trade shows and that, and then just yeah, started and ended up building, having a line of fairly high end, artistic, refined furniture. Um, and what I always say is that what what was once my passion there with building the furniture over the years became my prison. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's in a career that whether you enjoyed it when you began or not, if you feel trapped by it and that it's kind of like you, you're locked in and you don't know what to do, you don't know what else you could do. That's really where I got to. And that led me to a really sort of a breakdown breakthrough uh, moment where I, I put down in the middle of gluing up, uh, I think it was a chair. I didn't even finish it. The glue was on it. I let it set. I put it down. I shut the breaker down. I locked the door behind me. I turned around. I put my arms up to the sun and I said, what's next? I'm done. And that's where I went on a bit of a vision quest to start to find what was next for me. And that's where I discovered the coaching. So I'm I'm fascinated by the mechanics of how that works. And, and, you know, we've, we've talked about this and it's been on, talked about previously on the podcast. I had that moment in, um, well, just before my daughter was born of like, holy shit, I need to change everything. I'm not happy at work. I'm, I don't feel like I'm fulfilled. I'm not earning enough. I'm worried about money. I'm all these kind of factors. And that kind of nudged me into, uh, really th- rethinking like, well, the only person who can do something about this is me. And I was focusing on so much external noise of like news and politics and all this crap that doesn't matter. And um, not that news doesn't matter. Having a kid can wake you up. Lights a fire, right? (laughs) Yeah. But but that's really interesting. So I guess in terms of you having that vision quest, what what did that look like? What was the what was the process you went through? It's a great question. A lot. I've done a lot of vision questing essentially what you're looking for is what a vision a sense of what's next for you what to focus on what your purpose is however you want to call it um and and they've taken many different forms i've done the full-on traditional um uh indigenous four days with no food no water start with a sweat lodge end with a sweat lodge sleep under a tree and just like you have your sacred fire and it was a real honor to be invited to that and be part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, This one in particular uh, with, with that change of career, looking for what's next. I basically was like, Hey, I know I have the answer in me. I know we all do. And so I just decided I'm going to clear, I'm going to clean up my diet. I'm going to cut out alcohol and just really focus on clearing my mind. Um, And what it was was 10 weeks of basically just meditating and walking 
I didn't do anything. And um, I listened. You know, I did a lot of a lot of times sitting by the mouth of the river, walking through nature, um, meditating, sitting, listening for a vision. And over those 10 weeks, I had seven visions and they were all different sort of visions of me doing different things in the community, doing different uh, activities, but they were all the same message. Mm -hmm. And the message was, you're here to inspire people. And so I took that um, after seven of those visions over those 10 weeks, I communicated it. And when I communicated it, I got back, hey, have you ever heard of coaching? I just heard of this interview. They're talking about life coaching. And I thought of you. And I went and I typed it in on my computer and I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. First of all, I think I need a coach. Second of all, this might be something that I want to do for a livelihood. I love and that. So, yeah, many different yeah. approaches, you know, and a vision quest is really removing the distractions, putting yourself, it's often putting yourself in a situation where you're going without food um, and fasting right? Just to clear your mind. And so you can get that in touch with what's really in you. That, that's so interesting. I've started walking a lot. I meditate every morning. Um, I've actually introduced yoga into my morning routine, which I really cool. like kind of, yeah. kind of feel really revived after, uh, you know, 20, just 20 minutes um, using the Peloton app. Yeah, it's nothing too revolutionary. Um, and I've actually started walking um, for, for weight loss and, it's awesome. it is transformational just going for it's really weird just going for a walk i sound like a totally. dog i'm going for a walk today yeah. <laughs> um, but what i don't do One is I, I, I don't do it in silence right i i listen to podcasts okay. or I, I listen to business books that kind of stuff and I, I think that's really interesting to to go and we have so much noise and distraction and even if you're directing the content and it's quality content coming in about, I don't know, economics or building a real estate career or coaching, you know, what it is, what it is, and all this podcast, right? We don't often yeah. get that that quiet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna really try to to make that space. It's uncomfortable for a lot of people. There's a lot of there's a reason why we fill our lives with so much noise, and there's a reason why we sometimes avoid what our true purpose is. Uh, because, you know, at first glance, you think, oh, great, I'm going to find my purpose, I'm going to do what I love. But what I can guarantee you is that it, when you are when you encounter your true purpose, there is a sense of like, oh, my gosh, for a lot of people, what are people going to think? Mm -hmm. uh, what are people going to say? You know, if I quit my job and go off and go get into fashion or go sign up for a yoga teacher training or go start a furniture business or whatever it is, start coaching. Um, what are people going to say? And so that's really, really uncomfortable. It, it, I love that, that point. And it becomes less uncomfortable, more comfortable. Um, when you have those conversations with people like the, you know, friends of ours have said, Oh, you're lucky to do X or lucky to do Y. Well, it's not, it's intentional. And yeah. because, because I, I order my day. I meditate. I make lists. Mm -hmm. I take time for myself to go walking. Those kind of things all compound and you start to build yeah. this, you start to build that what I'd call forward momentum into 
into kind of achieving that that vision you have for yourself or that kind of even just finding out like a lot of I'm going to let people in on the the conversations a little bit that Brody and I have a lot of it is like Brody I don't know what to do and and yeah. the coaching <laughs> part is then being big but is helping process and just having yeah. that having that kind of um set, setting me off in a direction and then you know like you said it's it's on me it's it's in you to to figure out your happiness and your fulfillment but sometimes you just need pointing in the right direction to how to to kind of get that that process rolling. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a reason we're not the only person on the planet. There's like 8 billion other <laughs> yeah. people because we're here for each other and with each other. We can be powerful reflections and part of growth is discomfort, right? If you yeah. think of if you think of uh, you know, a, a a seed sprouting in the springtime and it's dark underground, and then it breaks through this hard soil. How comfortable is that? And then it breaks out into the you know, like early spring when it's cold nights and harsh days, right? It's like that's part of of growth. So a lot of what a lot of what I focus on right now in my life, because there's different themes to different stages of our life, different seasons, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm really focused on right now, it's a season of um, leaning into discomfort. So that not so that I can be uncomfortable because I love that so much. No, it's so that I can be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of growth happens. And there's no shortage for many of us of life giving us uncomfortable situations. I think you're going to preempt this question. I think you've preempted this question, um, which is why a lot of people feel stuck they feel going through the motions or even they're mm -hmm. just not completely fulfilled in in what they do their purpose or, or or that kind of stuff where why are people kind of living by those limits or, or kind of why are people failing um at finding that that purpose we're not taught to find our purpose and uh you know one of the reasons why this is my mission is because it was so incredibly hard for me to find my purpose as a young person, as a young adult, graduating from high school and college and going out into the world and, and asking, like, who am I? Why am I here? And what am I going to do with my life? And I went to people to find answers. And I just got more and more frustrated with and I didn't find the guidance I was looking for. And that took me through a very dark period of my life where there was a another breakdown to have a breakthrough and it was so uncomfortable it was painful for me um and be, and and but I came through and I found my purpose and so because it was so uncomfortable and because I started getting answers um I've it's become my purpose to help people do that and I've developed a series of what I call purpose codes um, and a systematic approach to help people find their purpose versus this vague, grand, general vision of trying to answer what's the purpose of my life um, by necessity. And because of the immense pain I felt trying to find my purpose and disillusionment and feeling alone and lost and without direction um, from that uh, pain, that inspired me to create a better system for people. No, I, I love that. I think that's such a, such a good answer. Um, and, and that certainly was me. I, I, I left college and got a job and progressed and promoted and, 
you know, all the good stuff, all the check boxes and save for retirement. I think one of the big catalysts for me was moving countries and getting a completely fresh yeah. perspective on, on life. Right. And it kind of reset my thinking as I, like, why do, do I need all this stuff? I, I literally sold all of my stuff when I moved to the US. I turned up That's with amazing. That's a big like, shift. like, yeah, I'd like five suitcases and a, a surfboard bag. And um, I was like, I don't need anything. What is all this other stuff? Just get rid of it. (laughs) So when people are, when people are trying to clear out their homes, I'm the worst because I'm just like, just, just throw it away. Just get rid of it. What do you need it? Yeah. (laughs) I say, I say from a garage full of places, full of stuff. (laughs) Um, One thing I did want to. For people though, who are going through those motions, another reason why we get stuck in that is it's what we're taught. We are in you know, our, our education growing up is designed to help us become great employees, great followers mm-hmm. uh, versus great leaders. And uh, that serves about, I'd say, approximately 20 percent of any classroom. There's a small group of people who thrive on that and do come out as leaders. But the other 80 percent or more, um, we you know, we're taught to sit down, be quiet, don't talk to your neighbor, listen, follow these rules. And if you do that in our world, you're going to struggle, right? And so also, you're not going to have the, 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 the thought process to become an entrepreneur, to find your passion and to pursue it. So I think that's another big reason why we get stuck going through the motions is that's what we're taught to do. Yeah, certainly high school for me was, you know, school uniform, be there at a certain time. If you're late, you get a penalty uh, staying at the end of the yeah. day. Then all the ordered classes and homework needs to be done here and here. Oh, this is a free period. You can do work then. You know, that all, yeah. I struggled with all of that. I'm like, well, I just want to totally. go do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that's kind of interesting. Um, if if I may, moving on to alignment. Um, this was mm-hmm. a concept I really struggled with, and we had uh, we had Jason on Jason Drees previously, oh, cool. and we had a really good conversation around um, the kind of broad strokes of. Uh, his his approach to coaching and um, the wider program. And specifically, I think now I've lived and breathed kind of the coaching methods and alignment. I get yeah. it now. Can yeah. you talk me through or talk uh, talk my my listeners through kind of the the alignment piece and kind of why it's so, so uh, um, interesting and, and kind of so useful? Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of inspired to talk about values and weave that into this conversation as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So values are essentially what's most important to you, right? And it can, if you don't know your values, it's going to be really hard to make decisions in your life. My top value is truth. And so when I'm making decisions, I want to make decisions that are true for me. And when we're talking about alignment, we're also talking about true. What's true for you now? And when we're talking about alignment, we're also talking about purpose. It's the same thing. But if you don't have a process to um, identify what is in alignment for you and what isn't in alignment for you when making not just big life decisions, but small life decisions, because they add up over time and become big, uh, whether you turn left or right, at the next turn makes it changes the entire trajectory of your of the rest of your life right so alignment is being in that flow there is a flow to life and um 
that flow is your truth. And so being able to identify what's true for me now, do I stay at this job? Do I quit this job? Do I ask for a promotion? Do I ask for a raise? Do I start my own business? Do I call this person or not? Whatever it is, we're always interacting with uh, either alignment or misalignment, truth or untruth. And so being able to identify that for yourself is really important. Um, and so do you want me to talk a little bit about how you identify alignment for oneself? Absolutely. Okay. So I'll, I'll pre-frame it by saying that when you say yes to the flow of life, we think of flow as ease, everything's coming together, it's, it's almost effortless. Um, that is, there is a river and a flow of life that is that. But the paradox is when you say yes, oftentimes when you say yes to the flow of life, yes to your truth, it can again be very uncomfortable. It's that growth process. You're leaning into the edge of your comfort zone. You're stretching yourself. You're doing something that hasn't been done before, something you haven't been done before. And the challenge to that, the other challenge to that is think about the people around you in your life for your listeners right now. Think about the people around you in your life. If you just keep doing what you're doing now and stay comfortable, how are the people around you going to feel about that? They're going to love it. Everyone loves when you don't change. Everyone's comfortable. It's like, okay, now we can relax. So um, being, again, really emphasizing this, this uh, aspect of alignment is you need to be willing to offend other people. You need to be willing to have other people question you and ask you, what, what are you doing? Or who do you think you are? Alignment is an inner process. If you're looking outside yourself for your answers and you're taking what other people say is truth for you, then you're not connected to that internal alignment. It's, it's called mm -hmm. intuition for a reason. Inner guidance is what <laughs> I call it where you're tuning into this, this knowing in yourself, this sense of truth within yourself um, when you're making decisions. So the simple way to describe this is that when you are connected to truth, when you, when you land on the decision that's in alignment for you, doesn't matter if it's scary, doesn't matter if it's emotional, you want to listen deeper than that. Your body will tell you. And when you're connected to what's in alignment for you, your body, like literally your physical body will relax. Yeah. Even if it scares the crap out of you, even <laughs> if it's super emotional and you don't know how it's going to work, when you really sit with it and consider it as an option, your, your physical body will relax. I believe that's because your unconscious mind is connected to your physical body and it's one way we can get a read on that unconscious mind, which is aware of so much more than our thinking mind that's just trying to figure things out, right? So that's that's how I approach alignment. No, I love that. And it's the constant processing, right? We're always kind of processing, assessing what's going on here. What what I really liked about um about the what you guys do and the coaching is yes it's it's kind of an internal thing um it's almost like you're you're guiding people through that process and how to better yeah. how to be more efficient in processing those thoughts and and the this is the crazy bit this is the 
John in 2020 wouldn't have quite believed it bit, which is the, <laughs> the kind of wooey, oh yeah, you'll feel like this. But genuinely, when when we talk and when I think about things and then I take things away and process, there's a lightning. You, Brody asks me a lot, how does that feel? How does that feel in your shoulders? And there's a lighter aspect to it. You, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd liken it to you're learning a, I don't know, a, you're learning some technology or how to code or doing something. You're learning a language and something clicks. You have that bit where you're riding a bike and you no longer need the stabilizers and you can just pedal and it works. That's the flow. And then the the forward momentum and just doing it is is the alignment. You feel like, oh, I got it. I've done it. It's done. And you don't go back and then yeah. try and figure out how to do it every time. It's there. And that's that's kind of where you're connecting in. Um, so if, totally. for me, like I said, for me, I was I'd be really skeptical kind of three or four years ago. But now I've experienced yeah. it. It's, it's super interesting. Well, I mean, our, if you have ever read uh, Bruce Lipton's Biology of Belief, Dr. Bruce Lipton, they studied the power of the um, conscious thinking mind versus the unconscious mind. And a lot of people are trying to figure out what to do with their life. They're in their head trying to make the next big decision. Let's say investors, real estate investors. How many different paths are there in real estate investing? For those of you who are just getting started, how many different options and areas are there to invest in real estate alone, right? Yep. Different masterminds, different groups as well on top of that, uh, different markets. And so how do you identify which path you're going to take? You can't figure it out. It's, it's not logical. You can't, your purpose is not logical. It's something much bigger <laughs> than thinking alone, right? So mm -hmm. um, Dr. Bruce Lipton found that the conscious thinking mind can process 40 bits of about 40 bits of information per second. They measured the unconscious mind. How many, how much information do you think the unconscious mind can process if the thinking mind can process 40 bits? Uh, no, like double, I guess. 4 million bits of information. Wow. Per second. There you go. So if you can, so you're using, for those of you who are in your life thinking through it, making decisions from trying to figure it out, you're using a microchip when you have a supercomputer available. <laughs> I love that so, analogy. Yeah. And for those of us, myself included, who are really in touch with their body, this is a great uh, approach. You literally feel how your physical body responds. There's a lot of people who are more intellectual, more analytical, more in their head. And so it's it's a process of tuning into there's, there's, it's really, if we all paused in our life as we're making decisions and actually put the options on the table and sat with each option individually, um, you would find that one of those options is going to be more of a yes. You're just going to feel it. Even if you're in your head, it's going to feel heavier or lighter. Um, if it's a yes, it's going to feel lighter and it's going to have the sense of, this is the one and it mm -hmm. might not make sense it might not be the option you would decide on from thinking alone but for me again this started by asking and wanting to know what's true what is my truth and how do i connect to that because i was so confused about how to make these decisions and what to do with my life and this is what i've found over this over this journey yeah. Um, how much do you think, um, 
and thinking about people kind of feeling held back, how much do you think kind of just self-belief and, and maybe um, just a mindset of, of being scared um, contributes to, to that kind of, I, I guess, that freeze? I uh, think it contributes uh, a lot, way more than is healthy. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of us are, uh, we get stopped by fear. We get stopped and or confused by emotions, our emotions. And uh, I know for me, I always thought, probably till about you know, 12, 13 years ago, I always thought, oh, well, my brain, if I make the right decision, if I think through this decision, I'm going to find the, I'm going to find happiness. Mm -hmm. And what I learned was that our, our brain is not wired for happiness. Our brain is wired for survival. Mainly our brain is going to, what does that mean? It's going to give us warning signs, warnings, red flags. If you make that decision, you're going to be rejected, ridiculed, right? People are going to, you'll, you'll lose your job. You'll be uncomfortable. All even so much sometimes where it's like, we, we're, we're afraid that we're going to die. We're afraid that we're going to lose our, our most important relationships. Um, and so how are we supposed to say yes to our purpose when we're operating with a system that's wired for survival, that's going to give us the, the red flags and warnings when at the same time, your purpose inherently is going to be scary. It's going to be two things, one exciting and the other one scary. That's the, the, the golden combination right there. When you connect to that, it's like, that's what I'm like, yes, we hit it. Most people are like, yeah, but it's scary and they don't do it. And have you got any kind of tips to, to, kind of break through that like i guess alignment is is the kind of or realignment or, or kind of connecting what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go to your purpose and, and breaking through it is there anything else people can do i mean if i were to do one thing every day which i do pretty much every day and if that's all i was going to do would be meditation um there's a lot of different meditations uh essentially meditation is being in bringing yourself into the present moment. Our thoughts are usually either in the past or in the future, and we're not present. Um, everything that you want most is in, it's called the present for a reason, right? <laughs> Ding, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So being able to get present is a big part of this whole process. It's one of the most important things I do with people in coaching is getting them present. Um, again, if if we're in our head thinking in the survival mindset and we're off in the future thinking of we're just naturally focused on how it's not going to work out. And then we're in reaction or we're in the past thinking about it didn't work out. Then that means it's not going to work out in the future. And so we get stuck. Um, but tips would be, so I would say meditation is is key a lot of people again get stuck in the story they don't know how to meditate they're not good at meditation it is so much simpler than you think um give it a chance and get some guidance on how to meditate in, in an effective way for you we don't all do it the same what i like to do is uh, and how i discovered this inner guidance this how to you know identify if something's in alignment or not 
was it was by necessity. I was traveling. I had a day in New York City. And um, long story short, I wanted to make the most of that day. Like it was my first time ever in, in downtown Manhattan. And that, there's a lot to do there. <laughs> and I jumped on my laptop early in the morning, typed in things to do in New York City. 25 minutes later, I still had no idea. So I was, I was like, I just wasted 25 minutes. I closed my laptop. I went down on the street corner, never read about this, and I did something completely new. I faced in one direction, and I imagined myself going that direction, and I just felt what it felt like in my body. I turned, I faced wow. the other direction. I did the same thing, imagined going that way, and I was like, oh my gosh, it feels completely different. And one of them clearly feels like the yes. And I decided, zero plan, I was just going to follow that all day long. And not only was it a, a, an amazing day, total synchronicity, everything flowed, didn't have to, everything worked. On top of that, I ended up having the most, uh, one of the most direct experiences of enlightenment I'd ever had that guided me to. And I thought, oh my gosh, I need to do more of this. <laughs> I love and that. That was, again, like, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Um, and so for people who are just getting started and are interested, the exercise that I give my coaching clients around this is take 10 minutes in the environment of your choice. It doesn't matter where. Carve 10 minutes out, of, out for yourself with no plan. Maybe you go to the park. Maybe you start sitting on your couch. It doesn't matter. You can be anywhere. And for those 10 minutes, you... Um, you follow your guidance, you, you pause, you say, maybe you say, let's say you start on your couch, something simple, right? You go, you explore the option of standing up. You explore the option of continuing to sit down or you explore the option of laying down. It can be really powerful to explore three options. Um, cause that's choice. Mm -hmm. And then you just follow that for the 10 minutes. Um, I've had many, many people do this. And most people usually have a, a fairly significant experience, but it gets you start, it starts to get you tuned into this um, sense of an inner compass in a no, in a low stakes situation, right? What I don't recommend is to take this and apply it to your biggest life decision that has super high stakes and everything <laughs> depends on this decision. You want to get to that, and you can get there very quickly, but start with just low stake situation and just take those 10 minutes and follow that guidance and see what you find. That's awesome. I love that. Um, yeah, I, I meditate every morning, and I have to, I, I actually do it from my couch lying down. Um, and it's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of different ways to do it. I'm going to give that a try. Um, I, I actually use Brain FM. Cool. I find that really, uh, really productive. I canceled my membership for a week and I had to go back to it because I was like, no, I need the, I need the, like yeah. the, the kind of noise or the, or the kind of algorithm, um, music that they, they pump in. Um, awesome. how I, how I best heard it described, and this is how I explain kind of how I, I see meditation is, um, it's like a thought is a, a thought pops up. It's a balloon on a string and you just let that balloon go and think of nothing totally. again and when you it's it, that great. concept then kind of resonates and it just you just start to detach and then ideas flow in 
um, and you yeah. kind of just park them and stuff. The the other bit that really served awesome. me well was I, I'd wake up every morning and be like, oh, I need to do this and this and this. So now I automate that with a list the night before. Um, here are all the things I need to do Powerful. tomorrow. So I don't actually have to worry about having those thoughts anymore. And that was the yeah. biggest change to effectively meditating. I didn't have all that noise coming in from my subconscious saying, hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. Don't forget that. Um, so that's really interesting. I'm a serial procrastinator. And it's and I, I often take a lot on as well. I like to be busy yeah. uh, to, a, to a fault sometimes. And so I guess I'm my... sure a lot of your listeners like to do as much as they can. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so one thing that we've, we've talked about is just how, how you kind of focus that, how you order things, how you fit things to your purpose and saying no to things. Um, yeah. I guess my question for you is in terms of, I, I see what we do or see what you do as a coach as, as transformational rather than changing because yeah. I don't, I'm still not sure people change. Do you have a do you have an opinion on that in terms of do do people change or do you just reshape kind of their reality or what they do? I honestly, I, I mean, I I love exploring these deeper questions, uh, almost like contemplating them. Um, and the deeper the question, the better for me. <laughs> I'm in I'm in a process right now of exploring like, what is my soul? Does my soul have a personality? I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. I don't know. <laughs> um, but at a very deep level, I, I, there are some uh, qualities that make up who I am. One of them is innocence. Another one of them is, is wonder and awe. And that's just kind of at a deep level. Those are some of my uh, primal uh, qualities, my personality. I do believe it it goes deeper than that. I think at our, at our true pure essence, we are all the same. Actually, I think we are completely connected, but we're all unique as well. Right. And so do we change? I'll tell you the guy that I was back in the day of building my straw bale home and making that, that first bench <laughs> with my Swiss army knife, that was a totally different version of me. Um, I looked different. I acted different. I made different decisions, very different lifestyle. And so, yes, I was a different person, but at my core, still the same version of me. Um, I think, you know, transformation is about getting more in touch with who you really are. Uh, and we get stuck in patterns and in parts of our life where we're just not being in integrity uh, with who we really are. And we're not, we're, our, our lifestyle and what we've created doesn't match what we really want and what's going to bring us that sense of peace, fulfillment, contentedness, and, and just abundance. Because uh, this is a truly abundant experience here. Um, that transformation is getting you back in touch with your truth, who you really are. And sometimes that's a big shift from who you've been being. Yeah, and I th I think you, you touched upon something that was I, I found really interesting in, in terms of my transformation which is not being in the rat race for stuff right um that race to to accumulate as much stuff it's not wealth it's stuff right cars and yeah. all that other stuff i'm still guilty of it absolutely but yeah, it's less so um because you you're never going to fulfill yourself if that's like it's it's levels you're just going up a it's like candy crush 
there is no level million. There's just infinite yeah. levels and you just keep playing and playing enough. and playing. There you go. So uh, <laughs> one thing I do uh, appreciate, um, want to be appreciative of your time um, in terms of, in terms of the, the purpose quest, how, how do you work with, yeah. with clients? What does that look like? So I work one-to-one with clients. I also do a fair amount of couples and relationship coaching. Very passionate about that. It's one of the most important things in our life that a lot of people struggle with because it's one of the hardest things as well. Um, and so the one-to-one coaching is is sort of the main service that I provide. And on top of that, I'm uh, running a weekly live group coaching and Q&A call with the Purpose Quest community. Um, I am training coaches right now to be able to help people use the tools I've developed combined with the coaching skill set. So we're doing a six-month program on that. I also offer a basic beginner's uh, coaching leadership training for someone who doesn't necessarily want to become a coach but who is in a leadership position, who wants to be a more effective leader. Coaching leadership is an incredibly powerful vehicle to create the change and and create the vision that you have for yourself in your life. Um, And then just, you know, all the social media. I run a podcast called The Purpose Quest as well. That's sort of the main platform. Everything is... any, Any social media platform that you use, it's all the same handle at The Purpose Quest. And I just encourage people to check out the podcast. It's on the main platforms of Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, Check it out and you'll find out more about what I'm doing. But those are some of the services I'm offering. We'll put a link, Brody, into uh, into the episode show notes for sure. Um, We do promote other podcasts here. We're not a closed shop. We're not the North Korea of podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) I love That's, what you're creating here, John. It's super exciting. And you've got a really powerful mission and message for people. Honestly, if we didn't say anything, and if if all, all people could hear was our frequency, what are we doing here? We're saying yes to life. We're saying yes to, to, to not just tuning into your truth, but saying yes to your truth. That's powerful. If, again, if all people got was, our tone and this underlying message, we're all saying, you and I were saying the same thing. Say yes to Mm -hmm. yourself, say yes to your life, find what's true for you and go for it. Yeah. And I think be, be open to, to finding what it is, right. That's, that's, that's the killer thing, right. Give, give yourself some time to go do that and give yourself the tools and, and, and to go do it. And you know, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people get stuck on their stories, being the Invest Stories podcast. Uh, I wanted to point <laughs> this out. We all have, we're running a narrative. We're, we're telling a story about who we are, who we're not, what we can and can't do, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Um, one of the, there's a couple limiting beliefs, limiting stories that come up over and over again is one, I don't have enough money and I don't have enough time. And if you believe that, you're not going to find the time to take this time out. Like when I started meditating years ago, I one of the f- beliefs I had to overcome was I'm wasting my time. I'm sitting here and I'm doing nothing. <laughs> like 
I need to be more productive. I don't have time for this. I needed to notice that thought and let it go. And when you do that, you start to tap into, when you really get present, you have infinite time. In this moment, you have this expansive experience of time that a lot of people have never experienced. It's a timeless. Um, so I just wanted to say, you know, a lot of people get stuck on that idea that they don't have time. You have time. You have right now, this moment. You're here. You're choosing. Mm -hmm. No, I th I, that that's powerful, Brody. And I think the the meditation piece, and again, the woo kind of crazy, like, oh, really, meditation? But the it took me probably six months before I'd finish a meditation, and then I'd feel that. Um, I I surf or I used to. I haven't surfed for a while. But when you surf, you paddle, paddle, paddle like crazy. And then you get onto a wave and it pushes you forward and, and kind of mother nature takes over. And that feeling yeah. is, is similar. You get off, I get off the couch I, and I take out my earphones if I've had a really good um, session and I just feel like, whoa, okay, that's good. I have a big smile on my face. I feel there's energy in my body. Um, and that for me, that, that 15 minutes just pushes it forward. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, similar to surfing as well. When you catch that first wave, that feeling, it's almost like it's going, it's like you're being, it's like you're floating, right? And you're moving so yeah. fast and you don't know what to do. You've never felt this feeling before and it's almost too much, but, but it feels amazing. Same with meditation. When you, when you first come into present moment, you get the sense of this timelessness and your full potential. It can be a little overwhelming at first in that you're mm -hmm. getting more and more used to that. Being able to catch more and more of those waves and stay up for longer, I think is a, a great metaphor. And it, yeah, I got to do more surfing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And without the face plant, right? And at uh, the end of it. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or whatever it takes. Sometimes we do face plant. That's part of the process. Hey, Brody, I want to be mindful of your time. Thank you so much uh, for the insight. I feel like we need to have another conversation and go even deeper. That sounds amazing, John. Yeah, I've really enjoyed this and I'm happy to show up and serve and add value. Uh, I, you know, I do this because it benefits me in my own life, but really there's a bigger thing going on here of tuning into this, uh, showing up to serve, showing up to be, a vehicle for people of their own transformation and clarity. So it's an honor to to show up here and be part of a part of this journey and <laughs> share some stuff on your podcast. Yeah, now I'm not going to pester you anymore, Brody, about coming on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Brody, I'm glad we're here. Brody, thank you so much. For sure. Thank you too, John. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Investories Podcast. We all have a story. What's yours? The Investories Podcast.